really like this. Okay, I think that's gonna work better and I'm not going to get deafened by music again. Um, but we'll see. You never know what's gonna happen on Hey Neighbor. It's, uh, it's a gamble and it's a lottery. You do not know what you're gonna end up with. We're starting with a exciting new development in the world of social media. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Would you like to introduce it? Because this is your idea. All right. So the topic that I want to discuss today is the fact that Instagram has removed the visible number of likes off of the content that you see. And yeah. Now, th th we're recording this on a Friday. Mm -hmm. If by Monday when this gets <laughs> sent, like whenever this airs, if uh, Instagram has already changed <laughs> that. I think it's for a week. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I remember whenever they changed their platform the one time, like hours later, they <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, they messed up. That was terrible. That was swiping on the sides and stuff. That yeah, was yeah. like, that was, that algorithm was changed and within hours within though. hours like literally like two hours we went to the doctors i think with yeah. luna that day and like by the time we were done i was like i thought i saw my my instagram looking different but i guess i was just crazy yeah nobody liked that yeah so hopefully that doesn't happen and we'll mm -hmm. and this will still be relevant come monday but yes. you never know so yeah go ahead <laughs> so instagram has removed the total number of likes that you see when you scroll through pictures now, which I think is personally great, but I'll tell you about why I think it's great after. I'll just tell you the information right now. Yes. So they're doing a pilot test in Canada for, I think it's a week. And the people who have the, their pages will still see, like I can mm -hmm. go in and I can see how many likes my stuff has, okay. but no one else can. And you'll see, like if I see a picture that like, for like Veggie Fest tomorrow yeah. that you have liked, it'll say like Renee Masia and others, which okay. I, I think is amazing. So they're testing yeah. it out to see if it is going to be an effective way to decrease uh the addiction among cell phones and teens. Okay. I think it's more because like, so the whole idea of Instagram and pretty much any social media is just to share your life. It's not necessarily to be like where like it is where it's like, if I get 50 likes, you know, mm -hmm. then I know that this is an Unvalidated. all right picture. But if I get 150 likes, then I know that like, uh, that's really good. Right. Yeah. So the first time I ever seen anyone f like comment on it was Kanye West. I think about a year ago mm -hmm. made a tweet saying that he wanted to, uh, he wishes that social media didn't show likes and they shouldn't show likes because it keeps you um, more concentrated on the number of people who have liked it versus what the content is. Okay. True. And, and I'll pull up a little excerpt from a magazine. Okay, perfect. Um, and this is from Psychological Science and it's on Bloomberg.com. Okay. But this little paragraph states... In recent years, social media companies have come under fire for contributing to technology addiction and aiding in the spread of abusive information. Okay. According to a recent study published by Psychological Science, the same brain circuits that are activated by eating chocolate and winning money mm -hmm. are triggered when teenagers see a large number of likes on their photos. The teens are most also likely to click on the types of photos that have more likes on them. So I think the aim is to... 
not be validated okay. uh, by what other people see on your likes and to focus more on the content. Don't like something because as you see 5 million people like it. Like something mm. because you do like it. And people will say that social media is harmful, but social media is only harmful for what you follow, I think. Like for yeah. me, being an adult, not being a teenager, not yeah. talking about Araya. But like I went through my social media a while back and I yeah. got rid of anything that was toxic to my mentality Mm -hmm. and now i follow basically like uh, a lot of comedians but and my friends and my family so things that make me laugh people that i love and Mm -hmm. then a lot of like business and entrepreneurial bullshit like the like oh ceo quotes things like that that's what i enjoy because instead of like the more toxic things that i was focusing on right so how do you feel about it now do you what do you what's your personal opinion on the removal of the likes do you think it's necessary or no okay so i am kind of like a weird social media user i have i use social media pretty frequently and i post and i like and i all that stuff but i'm never like attached to it like i've never been like too attached to my social media like sometimes i'll be like oh man i haven't even opened up facebook all day or all week or whatever Mm -hmm. so like for me i don't and I, I'm not like, like if you look at Mark's Facebook, for example, he has like a thousand friends. I think Mm -hmm. I have like 113 or something like super low like that. It's never really been for me, like a validation thing that goes into like me just literally not, not really caring what other people think or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I post stuff. Sure. I get like, you know, I think I've gotten like 12 likes on something. I'm like, oh, look at that. 12 likes. You know, Google's like, how to handle fame. Literally. I got like, 11 likes on Instagram. How do I handle this? Right? Like I'm not, I've never really been someone with lots of focusing on, on the likes, but I know a lot of people who do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an interesting take because social media obviously is such a big part of our society. But I also think that like now that, we're doing our podcast and we're trying to build our social media following and trying to do it in a positive way. I'm starting to see it from the other side as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I see a lot of like people whose businesses are based on Instagram or people who, you know, and, uh, they're doing like, I've seen contests where it's like, once this post gets like 150 likes or whatever, stuff like that, you know? So I feel like that, could like this new algorithm could kind of impede some of that but they've just got like people just have to find a new way around it where it's more instead of it being like an instagram based business Mm -hmm. is that what you would call it like stuff like that i i think with that you could still do those contests because say i owned a cupcake shop and uh, 150 new followers and there's a contest or a draw i can still see that number that, and, that's a good point. And I could still see the people, the amount of people who have liked it. And you could always screenshot and say, okay, we're at 150 now. You oh, know, okay. You know cool. what I mean? Like, so you, you as the, as the user can still, as a user, you can still see. So like if I go into Hey Neighbor on my Instagram, yeah. I can see all the people that have liked our last post. Oh, okay. but guys, how go- am I literally, how am I in a technology industry in both my professional job and my personal 
venture like i don't <laughs> i'm like a 99 year old woman <laughs> who like, doesn't i'm like the, the what you can you can view it you can google on those phones oh my goodness okay so okay, okay so we can still see it okay so like so my I point's think, invalid so your point but it is a good point because that's something that people will bring up and be concerned about businesses right need to know that businesses and people need to know that you can still like the personal account holder can still see the con the okay. number of people. So like again, like if I go into Hey Neighbor, I'll see the numbers. If I went in on the account, but if you Googled Hey Neighbor just as a person, yeah. you're not gonna see you're gonna see like Amber Ambino Bambino and others like the post. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's not so it's, it's not to say, okay, nobody nobody gets to have any likes. Nobody gets Yeah. It. Nobody not, likes anything. It's not the opposite of Oprah. Like you get no likes, yeah, you yeah. get no likes. Okay. It is you still know that people are liking. You can still okay. see that people have liked it, but you just don't have that number there as like um as a broadcaster. Okay, so instead of it being Okay, see, whenever you were explaining it and you were saying, like, so it's less people being reliant on these, on the likes and the validation, I was thinking, it's not more of, like, a personal validation thing. It's more of, like, and whenever you're comparing it to other people. Yeah. Okay, so instead of being, like, like, you'll still see, oh, I still, I'll still see my 12 likes and I'll still be famous in my head, but I won't be able to compare it to your 113 exactly. likes. Okay. And then if you click others, yeah. you can scroll and see and it can go, oh, my God, that looks like a lot of people. People, but yeah. who is going to sit there and count? You might sit there and go, okay. Certainly not me. I'm not good at math. Exactly. I'll, <laughs> I'll be lost after like five. And I'm like, you know what? I'll start <laughs> over. So yeah. I like, the, I think the concept is, again, not to discredit your content and say like your right. content isn't worth the validation of others. It's saying right. that let's take away the number okay. and see if that will make people gravitate to the same content if other people aren't there it's like uh sheep following right, right? are you liking it because you like it or are you liking it because other like thousands of other people have yeah liked it? that makes a lot of sense I, and i've learned a lot lately so my goal is to eventually de decrease to my like i really don't want to be the cell phone addict that i feel like i am i don't okay. want to have you referred to me as my third appendage being my <laughs> cell phone and being compared to Mark the same way? Right. Um, so I'm, I was talking to a friend last night about social media and, you know, the expectations that we have. And like, I don't want to be the type of person who's always on my phone. I don't want my child seeing me um, always on my phone. Yeah. And it is an addiction. You, right. it's, it's a psychological impact on how it makes you feel. So, um, th that'll be a whole other topic of how mm -hmm. I'm going to decrease my technological use. Yeah. But I think that like, for me, what I've learned is technology isn't bad. Social media isn't bad, but it's what you follow and what feeds your brain right. that will either plant the seeds of good or plant the seeds of bad. Right. So like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to use social media, but I'm right. going to set a time limit. Yeah. I'm going to set, uh, on my phone, you can set it on Instagram actually to remind you and give you notifications for like when you've been on Instagram too long. Oh, so interesting. I, I'm going to set that stuff up. I don't, I don't have notifications on my phone mm -hmm. and I didn't realize why, but I'll come back to that. But I don't, I'm going to put notifications back on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to set boundaries of like, what are my quote unquote social media hours? And I'll have some, I'm going to make it so that I spend time on social media 
for purpose. If I'm okay. on social media, I want to be on it doing something for Hey Neighbor. I want right. to be doing something for my other uh, Instagram pages that I have started. I don't want to just be scrolling aimlessly and liking things aimlessly. Aimlessly, right. So, and a thing is, back to the notifications, I was like, why don't I have notifications? And I was like, oh, because yeah. they annoy me. No, <clears throat> it's not the fact that they annoy me, because I love your little Yoshi. <laughs> I like I and I forgot how much I love notifications. Yeah, but I remember it was because of my past relationship. Every time I heard he would hear notifications, it would cause a trigger. Right, and so I I was like, oh, that's why I don't have them. So I think if I add notifications back on my phone and put sound back on my phone, and I'm only looking at my phone when I hear it, because you made a good point the other day when you're like, oh. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at my phone so much at my emails because I don't hear my emails come through. Right. And I'm like, oh, I do that too. So maybe if I hear it instead of constantly looking, it's more of an auditory, you know, experience versus having to always pick up my phone and look at it. Right. Okay. That makes a lot. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So we're getting more focused back on the content of what Instagram. people are posting yes. and not focusing on who, what, not how many likes you're going to get. It's like the same with like when you're losing weight and they're like, don't focus on the number, focus yeah. on the content of who you are. Yeah. Focus on who you are as a person, not the scale that the number represents and i think it's the same thing with social media mm -hmm. we are a big scale and we are content on the scale and if we're focusing on the number we could become distracted we don't appreciate what is around us and what we are all right so i'm going well let's i'm excited to see how this little pilot plays out and sees if it makes any differences for the uh the social media the social media hounds the social the, media the Instagram hounds. bodies yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm excited i'm excited for you and your 11 likes i'm really excited to see if it makes me less uh less excited over all my likes <laughs> okay i'm um i'm gonna throw up some polls and some stuff on our on our page and yeah. uh, i'm really curious to see how other people feel about this so yeah. i want to interact with you guys and get your feedback on what you think is if this is a good idea or not yeah i i'm interested to see other people's opinions because clearly i didn't know too much about this going into the topic but i feel now you do i feel much more informed now um and with the thanks of hey neighbor we're here to help you with your social media skills thank you so much <laughs> okay Here at Hey Neighbor, we don't shy away from the tough topics. That being said, we want to maintain a safe space for all of our listeners. The next segment includes discussion of sexual assault and domestic violence, which can be triggering for some viewers. While we believe that we record all topics in a sensitive manner, we cannot predict how our experiences can affect others. If you, or someone you know, is a victim of sexual assault or domestic abuse, please view our Instagram page at Hey Neighbor for local resources. So you want to talk about moving past trauma. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about moving past trauma because I think, honestly, if you really come down to it, everyone has some form of trauma mm -hmm. and some people's are bigger than others, but we're not defining who has the biggest trauma. It's not mm -mm. a competition. It's, it's not a competition to who's had the hardest life. Exactly. And uh, honestly, I think a lot of my relationships when I was younger was built on that 
um that debate of like no 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 i had it worse yeah. no, no no i had it worse and then finding people that correlate the pain with you and yeah staying in that victim mentality yeah okay so you so this whole conversation started because i said that may is tough it's gonna be may it's, and may is you know it's a it's a good time of year it's finally in canada is usually when it finally actually starts to become spring um my birthday is in may mm-hmm. um and i was saying that like oh as you're an adult your birthday is less fun because you owe money to the government you have to get a new sticker for your car etc etc um and then i said that uh, i have like a traumatic memory from the beginning of may um and that's where i think may usually starts off rough for me is because it's a reminder of uh my past trauma trauma yeah so um and then you said you hate the term survivor so I do <laughs> um so and, for and, those who don't know we're refer- you're referring to like sexual assault right yes so yeah so and the, domestic violence and domestic violence so they use the so the term is used survivor instead of saying victim because mm-hmm. victim the i also don't that, like victim i don't like victim either that's why I, that's why i said why don't you like the term survivor because i I've always used the term survivor more so because victim sounds like to me, like I just don't like the, the thought of it. You know, I took police foundations. Mm-hmm. I'm a tough girl. I don't want to think of myself as like a victim. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever acted like a victim. Mm-mm. But then again, there's not, that's the connotation that we put with words. Victim being a negative connotation. I don't know. Go ahead and explain to me why you don't like the word survivor though. Because I've used the word survivor for myself. And I think that's great. I think if it worked for you yeah that's wonderful i think if that's a like however you need to classify yeah the pain in order to get over it and in order to grow from it i think if you want to say survivor amazing if you want to say victim amazing like that yeah. doesn't that's not doesn't affect my personal right. uh, choice so it's for your own my own self like if you're like i'm a survivor i'm not gonna be like oh uh-huh. what a loser and start breaking <laughs> out in fucking camo and singing beyonce yeah. to you okay no like i for myself <laughs> i think it's I think because I'm not, I don't feel like I've survived it yet. Okay. So for myself, it's like saying I'm a survivor is like I've I've completed the task. I've got the medal. It's done. It's over. Domestic violence is never over. And I have a child with a person who put me through right. more than I anybody should ever go through. Right. Um, I think like being like, like, I don't feel comfortable in saying I'm a survivor because I'm still dealing with all these issues. How am I, how am I going to sit there and say, I'm a survivor from domestic violence when I still have days of PTSD and I still have days right. of bouts of depression because things come back and play on my mind. I don't know what, or uh, what, like, I don't think I have a term for it. Yeah. I, I like, that's what I was going to ask. If you have like a word that you prefer, I have a sentence, a sentence. Okay. Uh, you hurt, you heal and you help. Right. So I think, to me that's what comes to my mind when people ask me about domestic violence and abuse i like to tell them i'm healing i think healing describes me better because it's a process right it's never over i know people who have been out of domestic relationships domestic abuse relationships for 20 30 years and they're not healed so like to say that you survived it like i think a survivor someone who came out of a battle i'm not done my battle right i i'm i'm part of this battle for at least another 16 years yeah and then you know and then that's only until she's 18 yeah so i think like i always like to say that i'm healing i'm on a healing journey i'm trying to heal myself from the inside out yeah um 
and that's for sexual assault and that's for uh domestic violence because like a lot of my stuff plays on domestic issues but like in regards to like past sexual assault yeah again i'm still healing from that like i or i have healed from that but i'm still not a survivor Survivor, yeah okay so that's that's just how it makes it like it's a seem in my mind like i think a survivor i think of like Literally, I think probably because I watched every Survivor season, so I think of like a medal or a trophy. Right. But like even that is an ignorant thought because you're not gonna get like a trophy of like okay your PTSD yeah, is your done. Your PTSD is done. Yeah. Here's a trophy for your uh for your your issues your and issues. like your your past like experiences. Yeah. yeah. I see. I I see that too. I think it definitely depends on how you portray it in your mind because for me whenever I think of survivor I don't think of like how you do I don't think of it as like you finish it I think of surviving as like like the way you're saying that you see survivor is in my brain the is how I describe thriving Mm. so surviving to me means that it's happened to you and you're still alive Mm -hmm. to me it's much more base level so I would much rather say I'm surviving versus I'm a survivor if that makes sense okay Okay, so yeah, so for me, whenever I think of Survivor, I think of like, okay, good, it's happened, and I'm still alive, Mm -hmm. and for every day, I will have survived that incident, Mm -hmm. I will have gone past that, but you're right. It does, it correlates better with you for your thought process of your trauma. And I really do appreciate the word, the the term healing, because, okay, so I'll give my, like, uh, my backstory with it, is that, like, in the moment or like afterwards i blocked it completely out of my mind i avoided any sort of like healing Mm -hmm. i'm doing air quotes um because we're on a podcast you can't see me um so i avoided any sort of like healing i didn't really uh do much except for move 500 kilometers away from my hometown where the source of my pain lived and drink and drink copious amounts of alcohol and uh yeah so (laughs) which limited your healing which definitely limited my healing and then like whenever I started getting really into running I remember it was right after warrior dash because I was going to physio um because I'd blocked this this person off of any sort of thing I didn't ever want to see him again blah 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 so then I unblocked him and I sent him this big diatribe, kind of reached out to him and just kind of was like, listen, like I have to learn to move on with what happened and forgive you and blah, blah, blah. And he reached back out and was like, I'm so sorry for everything, blah, 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 whatever. We're not friends anymore. Like we're not friends and we haven't like, we don't send Christmas cards to each other. But I think the difference in that was like, I had to think like, you know what, in order for me to actually start the healing process, I have to be able to move on because it's like life doesn't owe you anything. Mm -mm. You know, you can sit there and I could continue to be destructive with my own life and consider to allow like, sorry, continue to allow like what had happened, like this assault to continue ruling my life. Mm -hmm. Or I can just move on from it. Like I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not, it's not something like if anybody, like I, again, I used to be afraid to tell people. I'm not afraid to tell people that I was sexually assaulted. It's not something that I'm going to be like afraid of. I don't hide behind it. It's nothing to be embarrassed by. Because so, it's nothing that is not a, a reflection of you. No. And that's, and like I said, I was, uh, I was in police foundations. I was a rugby player. I was like this tough girl. And then that happened. So then I was like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me that, uh, that this was allowed to happen? Obviously that's everyone's, I feel like that's like a lot of people think that. Right. So whatever. So for me, Survivor was like a 
was again like I survived it I'm content but I do mm -hmm. really like healing because that is definitely something that I can relate to I think in your case so two things uh one is the uh, the quote that I like is the wound is not your fault but healing it is your responsibility right so what happened to you was not your fault but at 27 years of age now you know that it's your choice to heal from it and not let it affect you and rule you. Exactly. Um, and I think for your case, because of the situation where you had the assault and then you moved and then you kind of sent that message years later and then you close that door, that book is done. For you, you are a survivor. Because, yeah, you have, I feel like you have completed, like, not that you've completed it because you're, again, you're going to have, the you're you're still gonna have things that come up but it's like you you tried to seek out your closure yeah and i think what closure comes like the more of like the survivor aspect like i i think you're strong as fuck basically for doing it <laughs> and like maybe even more like survivor doesn't even determine how how strong that was to like face your demons head on right so yeah. You're badass. Thanks. Inside and out. So, <laughs> and I'm happy that you you reached out to him because I it just it's a seed of toxicity that will yeah. always go in your mind and like instead of having him pop up in your thoughts or PTSD yeah. or nightmares, having that amount of closure, I'm I'm hoping has helped you not have him part of your background thoughts yeah absolutely like that's definitely something that for for me was really was a big step like you like you said like it was like a badass moment where i was like you know what fuck this because yeah. you're taking control of the situation you're exactly. taking and you take your power back exactly which is like in some form and like we are not trauma counselors we are not professionals we do not know how to tell you how to deal with your trauma or deal with your shit, but everybody does have shit. So everybody does have some form of trauma. And like, if you're just going to allow that to rule your life, then it's, it will. And obviously it did for me for a long time. Yeah. Like I let it yeah. push me away from my hometown. I let it, you know, I let it like I was depressed. I, like I said, drank a lot. Like I was in a bad, like mental place for a long time. And then I, like, why? That's not, that didn't help. That didn't change anything. That didn't make your life better. And no. it didn't make his life worse. No, exactly. So the only thing that for me that was going to make my life better was my decision to move on from it. Mm -hmm. And like it's like the the we're very quotey today. I'm I think super. I'm so quotey. Like I'm just fucking cover my casket in quotes because right? that's all I am. So it's like it's so I like this quote. It's like do you you, you like a quote? I, lo I love quotes. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> we're gonna go get quote tattoos after this. Oh my god! So it's like. <laughs> Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for for you. It's not going to do anything for them. So like just I, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying just like drop it and move on or like I'm not saying send this person who's caused you so much trauma a message and be like, yo, I forgive you because obviously that's not going to be realistic for everybody. However, I'm saying move on in your own way. Put yourself <laughs> first. Stop ruling your life around this person mm -hmm. or this situation, situation or that has caused you 
trauma, obviously, if it's an unsafe situation, then don't be like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to allow myself to like, I'm not going to hide from him. I'm going to go wherever I like he might be. No, obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying put yourself in danger. Don't put yourself in any sort of I'm just saying that for myself. Yeah. What has worked for me is allowing myself the closure Mm -hmm. and just moving on. And that's it. Every situation is different. Everybody's different. There's too many variables to sit here and tell us, like for us to tell you what works. Because like even for what works with one sexual assault uh, perpetrator uh, doesn't work for another. What works for one narcissist doesn't work for another. So for you, even you reaching out to him, it wasn't like you immediately reached out to him and it wasn't like you went to uh, on a peyote hunt and <laughs> yeah. became like an enlightened individual it took time and yeah. hard work and years of depression and mental health and all these issues for it to click in for you to message him yeah and that's not something again that, yeah you can tell people just be like yeah go message your perpetrator yeah but it it was effective and it worked for you um mm-hmm. where and that's amazing because there's a lot of people i feel who wish that they could have that like that sense of power to be able to be like yeah. you know what fuck you and fuck what you did to me yeah. and i'm a better stronger person because of this yeah which that literally that moment i remember you were li- i think you were living with me at that point Probably. were you and i remember just like walking into your room and i was like yo i just sent so and so a message and you mm. were like what the hell yeah so and and like it definitely is situation by situation whereas like my situation is dealing with someone who i am bound to by dna yeah i am bound to by a person who i can't i can't run away from right and talking and communicating with this individual has done nothing but put me into harm's way yeah up until this point so on october 20th i sent my last text message to this person who caused me a lot of harm mm-hmm. and i haven't responded to a, to a single message or a single phone call or a carrier pigeon or <laughs> any youtube request to, a youtube or... request or i haven't responded to anything because i found that communicating and going in circles with this person was just fueling the abuse and fueling the narcissism and i wanted to say that that's your way of taking your power back so for me mine was to communicate and for yours you you were cut off communication exactly so power power to each other is it definitely differentiates yeah um again no abuse is the same no trauma is the same and what one defines as trauma another person can define as a regular sunday afternoon so like you can't you can't compare pain um that's a huge thing that i that people do i think subconsciously but we do compare pain when we should just try to sympathize and empathize with the pain and like yeah your power became you when you were vocal my power became me when i wasn't vocal exactly which is very opposites of like of like the relationship that i had where i was mm-hmm. always trying to talk and always trying to yes communicate and always trying to get my point across but you can't you can't fight fire with fire and i can't make this man listen to me just because i'm crying at his feet right yeah but he's listening now that i'm silent so exactly. it's funny how everything plays around yeah and like you were saying um with the com- like with comparing and whatnot like we can't compare our stories and say you know that we can relate to everyone and that like this God, is- i can't relate to anyone <laughs> 
but go ahead. Sorry. Sorry that we can't relate to everyone. You know, we're saying that like in our situations, you know, this is what worked. And like we said, that doesn't mean that I'm perfectly healed. I'm not Mm-mm. perfect. I just said at the beginning of this that Mays are a bit rough for me. You know, I am looking back in my Facebook memories and I'm seeing uh, the beginning of May seems to always be when I take any sort of trip. So I'm seeing my memories of going to Guatemala. I'm seeing my memories of going to Bermuda. And then I'm seeing my memories of going to Cuba. And, you know, so they they all are happening but I still have this kind of like nagging feeling so no matter how many good memories I place mm-hmm. on top of this negative memory it's still you know it's still a bit edgy and I'm at this point like I said I'm not healed but I am able to express myself when I'm having like a rough day like with Mark if I'm like you know what Mark the beginning of May is really rough for me can you just give me a little bit of give me a little space. extra slack give me a little bit of extra space you know then he's able to be like okay cool like I know that's what that's what it is and i think that's what moving on from trauma is being yeah. able to advocate for yourself being able to say like listen and set your boundaries set your boundaries yeah i used to find that aprils were hard mm-hmm. because i you that was when i went uh i was hospitalized in april right i had quit smoking in april yeah. i quit cutting in april yeah. i quit drugs in april yeah so in all different years of my life, so it was April always ended up being like a time when I was like, I'm going to quit something or I'm going to quit myself at that point. I tried. Yeah. But that was always like a nagging thing for me. And it wasn't until Araya came around where April's are now like, I don't look at April as yeah. like a negative thing. It's like April's her birthday. Yeah. April's fun. Yeah. I get my GST right before her <laughs> birthday. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now it's taken me about 12 years to get to this point where yeah. I'm like, wow, April's aren't so bad because I've changed my mindset. Exactly. It's just changing your mindset. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Right. Make and it sound so easy. But for us, it's all it's, like almost it'll be 10 years next next May for me. And you said 12 years yeah. for you. So it's obviously not an overnight process, no. but you keep working on it. And eventually, little by little, it stops being your entire identity. So on the topic of social media, I wanted to uh, go into something that obviously is always a, been a big thing in, so, in like the internet world. Um, I want to talk about like negativity online and like trolls and like cyberbullying, not like too in depth, obviously, but I'll kind of retroactively explain why this topic has come up. So Obviously, we have a Instagram page. In case you guys have never listened to our outro, we plug it a lot. Um, we basically what we want is to have more of an active, active community. Mm-hmm. Would you say, uh, yeah, a following like and, a support? Yeah, like an yeah. So we we try and get our Instagram page as like to feel like a safe space mm-hmm. where everyone can kind of talk about the topics that we talked about. And, you know, either post in comments or personal messages to us. Yes. We want it to be, a, 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 again, a safe zone. Yeah. yeah. A safe space. Exactly. So a couple weeks ago, not sure if anyone listening saw any of these comments because they all ended up all getting deleted. And I'll go into why we did that as well. But there were like some troll posts. And it was obviously the same person. Honestly, I 
again, I'm not someone who cares about what other people think. Um, and <laughs> if you don't know, I shaved half my head on Instagram Live last week. So I, I did that. Yeah, Amber was the was the one who shaved my head, and uh, so obviously I I do what whatever I kind of want and don't really care what other people are going to think uh, about me. So trolls don't bother me. They don't bother me in the least. The reason why, like, so whatever you want to post stuff. Great. Mark was actually being like, let's just respond to them with like, kind of like a passive aggressive kindness. kindness. Exactly. Which was, I think that's big for Mark. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's, that's a really good, um, like a tool to use in regards to online bullying yeah, and like exactly. cyber bullies. And for Mark, yeah, really big step. It's a big step for Mark. So yeah, he was responding to them kind of a kindness. So they would say something like a uh, podcast, those are boring. And he was like, well, have you listened to it? Here's our link kind of thing, you know, like whatever, like he's not, there's no point in fighting with a face, with a Instagram troll or with a social media troll, you know, no. that, that's what they want. So it continued from there and it was escalating and whatnot. And it was just kind of to the point that, we felt like it would maybe make someone uncomfortable there was like some homophobic posts in one of them yes and so like we're at the point like we're at the point where we're just beginning obviously this is i believe our seventh episode mm -hmm. that we're recording for so we don't have a huge 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 amount of comments on any of our stuff so you're gonna see those one post you're gonna see that negative post and we're thinking our thought process is well, if we want people to feel safe to comment on our stuff, if they see all of these like homophobic posts or all these like troll troll posts, they're going to be like, you know, what? what's the point? Like all this is, is just like a big joke. And they're not serious. And they're not serious. And we want, we want people to feel comfortable enough to post their serious comments, you know? And we've had a great number of people like reach out to us, like in personal messages and whatnot, which is amazing. And we absolutely appreciate everyone taking their their time to like listen to us and and reach out to us because that's literally what makes us want to do this more mm -hmm. is hearing like your personal feedback but then like we're like okay well what happens if somebody was just about to comment on our post and then they're like oh wait this person's talk this person's going off on a rant i'm not posting now yeah so i don't know amber how do you think is the best way to to like go forward with dealing with like internet negativity and whatnot I think it depends on what you're dealing with. So for personal, my personal page, yeah. my personal life, my personal Instagram, I love Mark's approach. Fight it with kindness. Yeah. When people are mean to you personally, be kind, smile and nod, yeah. you know, and brush it off. Yep. And that's taken me a really long time to get to because I used to be the type of person yeah. who would fight yep. and be online and internet drama and, you know, all that shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the best approach personally. I think for businesses though, and like because we're building, we're trying to build a brand, trying to build us yeah. and trying to give our, it's not even about us. We're trying to give like something for our kids to look back on and say, oh, look what our moms did. Yeah. I think that to sit there and fight with trolls and to be passive aggressive or be negative or to put any energy into it is is a waste of time. Yeah. So that's why when I seen them come up, I just deleted and blocked. Like, yeah. I'm not even giving you the time of day. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. You want to post something? Delete. Post, delete. Yeah. Because if we are building a brand, it will tarnish what we're trying to build, having yeah. that negative stuff on the page, like you said. Yeah. And we talk about some really like stupid shit like farting and we talk about <laughs> some real heavy shit like domestic abuse and yeah. i don't want someone coming 
onto our page again. Same thing as seeing that we are retaliating or that we are enticing this type of negative content. And I want, I'm just sick of people feeding into a negative outlook, feeding into being mean, feeding into like the person who sat there and took five seconds to write about our podcast. Like, I don't feel anything but sorry for you. Yeah. Like if you are sitting there and that's how you're spending your day going online writing hateful and hurtful things or things that you think are hateful and hurtful Mm -hmm. to get like a power thrill from it then i'm so sorry that that's your life yeah but when it comes to what we're trying to build it's not going to be part of what we're building and i i just don't stand for it anymore yeah and it's not like and one of the comments that had been left was something about and this is how we know it's the same person is that they commented something about us deleting how shameful of us to delete someone's post honestly some people will call it censorship, whatever. But like Amber said, we don't want, we don't, we're not tolerating like the negativity on our, on our post. And it's not that we're, we're, we don't want to feed into it. We don't want anyone else to have to deal with it. We just, as we've talked about in our past stuff, we are leading our lives with kindness and we're trying to promote positive, positive vibes. Positive vibes. And, and you can't be positive when you are sitting how are we going to be positive in ourselves if we're going to be sitting there reading this negative stuff exactly and there's a difference between like a successful banter or debate exactly when we put up hey guys how do you feel about the instagram likes yeah are you for it are you against it hey guys how do you feel about vaccinations are you for it or against it exactly but i'm not leaving uh hateful things up to be debated on or to be fought over exactly we're not leaving it for people to yeah do you agree with people making fun of women breastfeeding do you agree of that no like that's not that's not up for debate that's what it was was something about breastfeeding something about being uh my friend or somebody deleted or no sorry reverse all that one of the comments because again i deleted them so fast or i seen them come and go so fast was about uh, how could you delete my friend coming out in your comments or something like that? Yeah, it was something weird. Like I, I don't, I don't like. It didn't really make sense. I was at work during yeah. during the time, so there it was like it a was, lot was happening, and it was just getting like out of hand. I'll look into it. Um, I know we sent them back and forth to each other, but I think it was something like my friend came out in your comments and you deleted it how like shame Shame. on you and that irritated me because it's like no we are a safe space and if we put up something that's lgbtq uh, reference or as allies or who uh, what happens in june when we go to uh, not prom wow (laughs) we're not going to prom if we go to pride with the girls right i don't want people to go wow somebody tried to come out in their comments and get help and or get assistance and we we deleted it no it was a derogatory comment and it was poking fun at something that is a serious issue exactly so yeah that's it's leading your life with kindness overall exactly so i mean on that we don't want to like drag this out too long because we don't like posting about negative stuff so i'm just going to end this off with a little positive uh thing that i noticed on my way home from work the other day (laughs) and uh the dogs the dogs yeah no, I was oh. going to talk about the uh, <laughs> um, down by Eastgate Square in Hamilton. We're gonna oh, be yeah. Looking, yeah. We're going to be looking out for them more. And I'm going to see if I can grab a picture. But I'm usually driving, so it's not the safest thing to do. Um, but I saw a bunch of uh, po- like just poster boards put up on, on some polls with just some nice comments on them. So moving on um, from the negative posts on our stuff, I think I'll start posting um, a couple more like positive 
positive pictures and positive things that we can see from around like our our local community or our, our virtual community and i would like to challenge anyone listening to go on to social media whether it's twitter facebook instagram whatever and find five five businesses sites people and leave five nice comments on separate things it make it means a great deal especially if they're like someone like us just starting out or yeah. you know the the fact of being nice and being kind to the businesses by just liking and commenting mm-hmm. a, uh, a friend a friend of mine posted on instagram he's a musician and he there's a lot of really great local hamilton artists that uh, are on instagram side note check out but there's a lot of ways to support local businesses that don't involve spending money so yeah. even commenting and liking on something saying wow great job or that sounded wonderful or i like the content anything will brighten somebody's day more than troll bullshit yeah so if you want real real change on your social media post some nice stuff and make people happy make the change yourself boom thank you all for listening to this week's episode of hey neighbor we hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we did making it we encourage everyone listening to follow us on our social media platforms and keep the conversation going from all the topics we discussed today on Twitter at Podcast Neighbor and Instagram at Hey Neighbor. We would also like to mention that we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Castbox.fm. So make sure you follow us for when a new episode comes out, you're instantly notified. Thank you for listening once again, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>